0: This is the Talking DT Podcast, episode 56. Welcome to the Talking DT Podcast with me, Alison Hardy, a podcast for anybody interested in design and technology education, where I'll be sharing news, views, ideas, and opinions about DT. So, I've done a few podcasts recently about writing and about why I think we need to be writing in the design and technology community and where we can write and how we can write and in this podcast I want to talk a little bit about how we could write about things and how we can structure our writing about design and technology. If you want to know about why I'm really passionate about writing about the subject then I suggest you go back and and listen to the podcast and I'll put links in the show notes. to about why we need to write about the subject but just very quickly I think it's about building up the Roots and the story of the subject, and presenting different views in a more formalized way than the conversations that we have in passing, whether yourselves as teachers or in my work as as researchers and as teacher educators. I think it also creates a community of voice about the subject and presents different perspectives. So, those are my sort of overarching reasons, but I suggest you go back and listen to podcasts that I've talked about writing and why we should write and where we can write. So in this podcast, I'm going to do, I suppose, a little bit of a tutorial about, about different forms of writing. Because what I notice when I do read things that teachers have written about the subject, they tend to be very much a show and tell. Here's a new project that I've done. Here's something I've tried in my classroom, which is great but if we're not careful, they become uh, marketing of an activity or marketing of a project or marketing of an approach. And we need to, when we're writing, present a persuasive argument. So I'm getting my tongue caught on the peas. We need to present a persuasive argument for the thing that we're writing about. Now, I've um, had to really develop my writing. And if you follow me on Twitter, you'll have seen a couple of weeks ago I had a paper published about um academic writing and about moving from being a teacher and a teacher educator into becoming um a published writer in about research so it's something that I've had to learn how to do so in this podcast I'm going to just share a couple of things that I've learned in the last 18 months or so through attending some different courses about writing yes there are courses about writing and about academic writing and um, I want to share those to encourage you as a design and technology teacher, practitioner or researcher to think about how you communicate your ideas and what it is that you're trying to communicate and sell and argue for. So what I'm sharing here are some different types of argument because really that's what we're trying to do. Whether it's, um, you know, we read adverts, they're, they're trying to persuade us to do something, they're trying to propose a new way. Um, they're They're all trying to do something and make us... Uh, rethink something do something differently and as I said I think we're at danger of only doing a show and tell and not trying to persuade so there's there's four different things that we can do in our arguments in terms of trying to persuade people we can define something so by writing a new definition about for example what we mean about design thinking In design and technology education, what we do in our classrooms around design thinking, we're constructing a definition that might be different to other people's views. And we might be doing that around what we're doing in the classroom, or you might be doing it that you want to define a new way of structuring Uh, curriculum in design and technology maybe as a shift away as we've done at Nottingham Trent from only design and make activities which we see as the the core the the key aspect of design and technology but what are the other things around it so we might do some writing around for example what we would call a mainly designing activity and we might define that what that looks like in terms of the different features of it we might give some examples of it and so on we might compare it to an activity that involves making or involves a full design and make by helping us define what we mean by mainly designing. You might be writing an article about what you are defining as formative assessment in a project that you're doing with children in classrooms. So, we're, so that's one way we can argue for something in a written article about design and technology. Another way is that we can do a causal argument where we can say How did it get that way? Now, I've written articles in this way around how did design and technology come to the position that it was recommended in 2011, that it would not be part of the national curriculum. So I've done that by considering what went on before. I've looked at cause and effect in that article. So you might do the same sort of thing around, for example, in your classes, Why has it come to that position that children think that design and technology is all about making? Or why has it come to that position that design and make projects are driven by children by having something to take home? Those would be causal arguments and you would build that up by explaining and giving examples about what had happened. And then you would be just ending that short article with something about how we could do it differently. And so that leads on to the next argument, which is about proposal which is about why we're trained to change something and what we should we should do about it. So if, for example, you've done a previous article about why you think we've got to this position that everything in design and technology leads to something that's been made, your next article, your follow-up, could be around, so what are you doing differently in your classrooms and you're proposing something that's different? And so it goes, goes back to what I was saying earlier about the mainly designing activities that we used to do at Nottingham Trent with our undergraduates, Um, when they were training to be design and technology teachers was to challenge them to think differently about what could happen in classrooms in design and technology. And if you're going to do a proposal, you have to convince the audience. You have to convince other teachers who will be of that idea that making is the very centre of design and technology. And, And you can see how, for me, this all links back to what I value about design and technology. And so, Exploring those proposals, and so you might have a a project that you've been doing in your lessons, or in your curriculum that you're wanting to show, but actually you might be using that example of what you're doing in your classrooms as a I'm going to show you this as a argument for or as, a, or as an example for proposing that things should be different in design and technology. And I'm going to draw upon my example of what I'm doing in my practice. So that's the third thing. So we've got definition, we've got causation. How did we get like this? Proposal, what should we do about it? So that could be one of your projects that you're saying or your curriculum models or an aspect of your curriculum or some pedagogical approach in your classroom that you want to say, if we did this, then this would be different. Okay, so that's a proposal. And the final one, which I think is probably the most common one that you might write if you're a classroom teacher or a head of department, is an evaluation. And this is the simplest to do if you've thought, I've got this thing that I want to show people that I've been doing in my d department, that rather than just showing it, that you evaluate it. And that then produces a convincing argument about why people should take it on board. You know, and I go back to, you know, back in the early 2000s and uh, mid-1990s when CAD CAM was on the ascendancy and I was looking for pedagogical approaches for teaching CAD CAM. But what I was getting was projects and projects that were just showing me, oh, here's another design and make. But none of them really evaluated their effectiveness or evaluated and proposed how we could do things differently in the classroom. So this idea of evaluation I think then kind of shows an honesty about what you're doing that you're saying that you're aware of the strengths and the weaknesses and isn't that one of the very things that happens in design and technology that we teach children to do. So if we're doing an evaluation of a classroom activity we might for example let's take our mainly designing activity and we used to do some stuff as I said at Nottingham Trent around this. We might structure our article by explaining what this design and made designing activity is, why we introduced it, not so much about the topic, but more about the approach. Why did we decide to do it? Um, you know, how did we structure it? And then we might evaluate its success by saying, well, these were the reasons why we decided to introduce it. This is why we decided to do it in year eight. And then at the end of the article, you would critique that and say, well we decided to introduce it for those reasons and it did affect it in this way but not in this way so you're showing that you are presenting a, a balanced presentation of something that you've done so it that been an evaluation so you're evaluating its success because surely it can't all have been brilliant um, and so those are four ways that we might write an article and when I'm, I'm using the word article it might be a blog post it might be a 500 word article in your governor's report if you're at a school or it might be a, a short post that you're producing for as I said the d practice magazine or something like that where you're wanting to showcase what you're doing but by doing it as an evaluation it becomes more powerful because you have some criteria to identify why you decided to try this new approach and then you also at the end of the article you can see That you're using that criteria to evaluate its success. I've done a recent book review with Liam Anderson and it's in the latest edition of the Design and Technology Education International Journal and I'll put a link in the show notes and we very overtly used evaluation which is like what I think a book review is by showing at the beginning this is our criteria and then we return to the criteria at the end of the article. So if you want to see how I've used that technique and I'll put that link in the show notes so you can see how we used evaluation as a technique in something that we wrote and that was a a relatively short article and I'll also put a link to um, a chapter that I wrote with Eddie Norman um, about how did we get this way in terms of when I was evaluating the National Curriculum Review back in 2011. You can see how that was a a causation um, article and was my main argument. So I really would encourage you to write about the subject and as ever, I'm here to have a look at things if people want to share things with me or chat with me about ideas, about things that they've written about design and technology. If we think about writing in one of these four different ways, it does start to cause action and it starts to get people to think differently rather than it just being a presentation, a show and tell of what we've done, it becomes almost a call to action or a call to think differently about our practice in design and technology. going back to what I was saying at the beginning, that therefore builds up the story, the narrative, the ideas about design and technology across the whole community that people can engage with in a more critical fashion. And I'm not using the word critical as in let's be negative. I'm using the word critical in the way that Steve Curl and others would use it is in terms of critique. And I think that is something that is really important that we do in the design and technology community. As ever, if you've got comments, thoughts or feedback, please drop me a line. You can find me on Twitter at Hardy underscore Allison or via my website. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Talking D&T podcast with me, Alison Hardy. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hardy underscore Allison. Show notes and transcripts for each podcast episode can be found on my website, alisonhardy.work. Thanks for listening.